0: Welcome to Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abila. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our working philosophies on life and living with a mental illness. Before we get started, a note. We are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And today we have our first guest of 2021, 20, someone that Linky and I are super excited to have on the podcast and who I feel is going to become almost like the inspirational fairy godmother of uh, the, the podcast. Uh, Lolita, thank you so much for being with us.
2: Yes, to that introduction, fairy godmother. I will take <laughs> it. Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's no problem at all. I think what's so interesting about you specifically is because you occupy so many different spaces mm-hmm. as a coach, as leadership, as, you know, I like that you call yourself a change expert because yes. I, I, I'm really curious. Like, so just before, you know, I, we get into our questions, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yes, absolutely. So I consider myself as power, passion, and purpose. Mm-hmm. I consider myself as a change champion for women and for teams and specifically Mm -hmm. why I say that let me take you a little bit back one is because I have experienced change probably the same as a lot of folks out here but the process Mm -hmm. of navigating it and then being certified in coaching in order to help you navigate those spaces and then to sit in the power of your pause to then Mm -hmm. look back and ask people what is my strength Mm -hmm. and when they start telling you your strengths and why they feel that way you then recognize how your natural has become your supernatural so Mm -hmm. i feel very good in letting the world and my clients know whether it's through my book or my podcast or any stage i'm standing upon or this podcast right to Mm -hmm. let them know that i have navigated change in a way that now i can help take you through these five steps and Mm -hmm. you too can navigate this change as well. Because change in our lives, change in transition, sometimes it's very difficult to navigate. And sometimes you need a partner or an accountability partner right beside you. Yes. I love how you say power, passion, and
0: purpose because so many people use one or the other and not combine all of them. And I think it's so important to look at what that looks like. Um... What have you found in all of your years that has been, has like, that comes up the most with people that you speak to, like people that you coach?
2: Oh, that's a good one. You know, well, let me, let me take it in chunks. So when I say I am power, I am passion and I am purpose, I believe that your passion and your purpose, when you add those together, you then are that power. Right. Mm-hmm. You then can walk, talk, and behave in the uniqueness that is what God has granted you for this earth. Right. Your mm-hmm. passion, what you are drawn to, plus your purpose, what you are intently here for, right, equals the power that is you. Right. So that is, I am passion, I am power, I am purpose in any order. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Then mm-hmm. when I, you know, majority of my clients really come to me and they say, I am ready to leap beyond where I am right now, right? I feel like Lolita, I heard part of your podcast and I feel like I'm sitting in complacency. I want Mm. more, like how do I get that more? And really when you dig down deep into it, a lot of times it comes to fear, right? We're Mm. fearful of the unknown. And Mm. the thing is, is that that's normal, Mm. right? But how long are you gonna sit in that complacency? How long are you gonna allow yourself not to be pushed? I believe in my faith that we are only on this earth one time. Mm -hmm. And if we are only on this earth one time, then what are we gonna do with that? How are we gonna live this life and make it the best that we possibly can? So let's do it. You're worth more than that. Ooh, that's like,
0: that's big for me because I think I've been working on my limiting beliefs, but at the same time, there's that fear there's that sense of me. That's like, "Mm, I don't want to
2: go there. Can I stay in the comfortable Mm -hmm. zone? So yeah, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that guess what? It is a choice. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we choose to actually sit in our complacency because we are gifting ourselves an opportunity to pause. And quite frankly, that is wonderful. The power of sitting still and discovering, right? One of the things I said in my TEDx talk is that the momentary interruption in your life can be five minutes, five months, or five years, right? It is a choice Mm -hmm. to sit in it and realize when you are ready to leap and don't allow anyone to set that pace Mm -hmm. for you.
1: I know definitely I love that because I think I've come to I recently when I was writing on my Tumblr because I was like let me just get some posts out or something because I was feeling quite anxious and I, I thought about it and I was like you know I've recently you know left university I'm unemployed now I'm trying to almost carve my way in the more adult space if you call if we can call it that and I just realized that as much as I am excited it like really mixes with this like being terrified and I don't hide from either of those because it feels unfair to myself to do that. You know what I mean? Because so much of what we go through is a process. And if you miss the process, then it's almost like you have to do it again in order to get the lesson that you needed out of it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, for you, I just wanted to ask, you know, have you seen, you know, people almost be overcome by their fear and then stay in it? in certain instances whether it's in your own personal life or even you know with your clients and in your team building sessions
2: yeah um mm. and you know unfortunately when our fear takes over us just think about it so i love imagery right i'm a big fan of imagery and imagine mm. this fear right and it takes over you like it engulfs you it can shrink you and then have you sitting in a corner handcuffed And unable Mm -hmm. to move, unable to even see beyond the darkness that you're Mm -hmm. sitting inside of, not even being able to see the light, right? So one of the things, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to fear, one of the exercises of many that um, I occasionally use is let's talk about the fear. Just describe it. Like, let's Mm -hmm. talk about it. What is the fear? And Mm -hmm. oftentimes it's tough to articulate the fear, but like share it. Let's talk about it. And that can Mm -hmm. be scary. What does it look like? What does it feel like to you? When does it come up to you? What texture is it? Like, let's talk about what that is. And then let's talk to that fear. Because one of the techniques is really to, I'm gonna say humanize for lack of a better word, is to make it real for a second, right? Mm -hmm. And as you're talking back and forth to this fear, imagine now if there is an armor right beside you in that armor to the left or to the right of you is courage. What mm-hmm. if you picked up that armor of courage and then walked directly into the face of fear? You walk directly up to mm-hmm. it and were able to talk to it. What would that conversation be? And how now can you imagine yourself now you, the taller, bigger, better, bolder you allowing your words, your actions, your beliefs now, your courage that you now have with you, your armor that you're now having with you to power you, now make that fear in front of you smaller as you grow Mm -hmm. taller and stronger with confidence, with clarity, with commitment. And that's Mm -hmm. just, that's a process and it's worth the discussion because oftentimes what I find is as you continue to talk it out, with the fear that is now in front of you, that fear shrinks because you can imagine a conversation now. And that's just one of the techniques, but really facing it. So I love your question. So good.
0: I love that you shared a technique because that's where I was going to go next and say, you know, what's your favorite exercise? What's something simple that people can do? So I know you said that's a process. Is there something that I can just do on my own that can at least
2: jumpstart my journey into, you know, into really walking in power. Oh yeah, absolutely. Listen, I am a firm believer in affirmations. I believe that, um, at the core, at the core of you is this foundation Right. And sometimes when we stand upon our foundation, it's cra- it's, it's rocky, it's, it's cracks all up in it. Right. When we stand on it, we fall into the side to the left to the right. And the reason is because our foundation is not yet as strong as it needs to be in order to hold us up. So some of the things that are at our foundation are what your core values, what are they? Your strengths? What are they? Like asking yourself these questions or things you can do today. Right. Looking mm-hmm. in the mirror, I often say this exercise of I look in the mirror and I say my name. I am Lolita Emmanuel Walker. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself in your eyes. And sometimes it's filled with tears because sometimes mm-hmm. it's tough to face the person that's right in front of you. But how mm-hmm. often do we really spend time to look at the mirror and look at ourselves in our eyes and talk to ourselves? Start there. Start with your I am your first your middle and your last name start with that and see what else you want to say to that person that is in the mirror across from you
1: have you ever had any kind of mental health struggles and or you know seen that play out maybe with people around you or even uh just even, you know, in your work, because I, I liked how you uh, you articulated, you know, giving a face, a texture, mm-hmm. like just a, almost a personality to mm-hmm. the things that are holding you back. And I tend to find that I do the same thing when it comes to my depression. Like, it's just a very, like whenever I think about, you know, when I'm having a depressive episode, it's just a very large, cavernous, never-ending cave mm-hmm. where, you know, there are just little trickles of light coming in. So I don't know if you've ever had that experience and maybe what it's been like for you?
2: Yeah. So, um, for myself, I'll talk about myself and I'll talk about, um, um, someone that I knew and that, that I think was the first time that I literally came up upon depression and and saw it for what it is. like really saw it. And, you know, people talk about depression and because I hadn't experienced it, I did, I was nervous, right? I didn't know mm-hmm. what to do. And I'll talk about how I leaped into, again, this is also, also testimony to knowing again, what your, your purpose is, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, I haven't experienced what I saw in a friend of mine, but I can tell you that I have had bouts of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And even though I have accolades attached to my name, really feeling low, not wanting to get out of the bed or crying because questioning why am I not doing more or why am I here or why is this happening? And so that, right? Mm -hmm. All right, Mm -hmm. that I have experienced. Um, And how I get myself from those places is one, I believe in the power of allowing yourself to sit there for a moment and not Mm. thinking that you have to come out of that right now. I believe in gifting yourself time. Mm. And I also believe that if you will know when you're sitting in it too long, I believe we know when we're sitting in it too long, we might not want to do anything about it, but we know when we're sitting in it too long. And I believe in asking for help. So, Those moments, I always have affirmations around me, I do. And Mm -hmm. in those moments, I do what I say is I say those affirmations aloud, I believe that there's power in your words and your words are power. I believe in my faith is one of my core foundations, right? I talk about my faith Mm -hmm. and my strengths all the time. And I also have a very close knit family. And so there's not going to be days I go without somebody calling me. It, it just won't happen in my life. And so I believe that there's power in that. So surrounding yourself, I call it mm-hmm. people at your playground. Who are the people at your playground? And is it time to switch those people out? Mm-hmm. So that's one. Now, the, the episode that I had with a friend is that a friend came to me, came to my house and she was with her children and I didn't know it was depression, but she stayed in the, in the room for quite some time. And what I did with her is exactly what I did with me is I took care of her children because absolutely. Right. I love that you felt it was a safe place for you to go.
0: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: I had affirmations everywhere. I would say it even when her head was turned to the window, I would say them to her. I would remind her of her greatness. What I have seen her demonstrated in, and I knew she could hear me. She just wasn't ready to articulate back. And I remember also calling a friend who I know who is a psychiatrist and she told me if this is there tomorrow, I want you to call this number and it was a hotline Mm -hmm. and offer her help. And I remember telling her that I wanted to offer her help. And I think that that kind of shook her a little bit. And by then I feel like it was at least two days, maybe three and, Mm -hmm. um, I remember my son, I forget how old he was at the time, but for some reason she came downstairs and my son said something to the effect of, do you smell that? And I think that jolted her because she hadn't Mm -hmm. moved for three days. And that there, I think was the kick and the reminder that, hey, there is more to this life for you to live. And this Mm -hmm. is where you need to be right now. You're bigger, better, and bolder than this. And I think that started it, but still today we have a very close knit relationship. And I thank God for, um, you know, being able to be in that place to help someone in that way. I think your work is really important because when you give someone
0: space and you're able to do that, I think so many people just need that. Mm -hmm. I know for myself that struggling with depression and mood disorder for as long as I have, I don't want to label myself with that i want to be able to say i have the courage to wake up every day i have the courage to take steps forward and it can't be as debilitating as as it used to be and i mm-hmm. think when we have spaces safe spaces it's so much easier to really go through that it's so much easier to own it and to to get the help because i mm-hmm. think The minute you reach out for help and somebody judges you or somebody makes you feel um, less than because of it, then you kind of, you know, you kind of go back into yourself and and you totally just get to a space where you don't want to share, where you don't want to deal with it. And then Mm -hmm. you land up sitting in it longer than you need to.
2: Yes, it's so true. And, you know, another thing, too, is that we oftentimes don't check on our strong friends. The people that show up and on the outside look so strong is is we assume that they are strong all the time, but they're people and sometimes they need help. And I think the other thing too is to realize, especially when you're in a space where your job, right? Your career is helping hold people accountable. I think sometimes even for me, I have to take a step back. Cause even sometimes when friends come to me or when some people come to me that know me, I have to remember that they want the Lolita that just listens sometimes. Mm. It's not to fix, nor are they Mm. looking for a fix. They're not even looking for an accountability partner. They're actually just looking to release and just be like, okay, thank you so much. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we talk about that so often in the sense that sometimes i think and i tend to find that the delineation sometimes happens between you know you could say it's type a personalities type mm-hmm. b etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think sometimes as people we so uh, this is where i like really love hindsight where you know you can be in a bad space a depressive space and not feel understood but then once you're almost away from it and can look at it you know with that full 360 mm-hmm. you can see that the people around you actually mean good they just don't know how to help you yeah. yeah, and you may not know how to help yourself in that moment but it's okay to almost allow them to make those mistakes mm-hmm. and also allow yourself to um, like almost stay in your peril if i can put it that way i may i know that like linky for example there's someone that i always lean on when i'm like mm-hmm. um like, I think last year, I think in our very last episode of last year, I mentioned that I was going through a seasonal depression and it always happens around December time and mm-hmm. I, I can never predict what it's going to feel like. Mm-hmm. So I love that you do mention that sometimes I just need you to listen. and If if anything, it it often irritates me because it's like I'm the sort of person who I need to get to a destination by myself, my own way. Otherwise, if I take it, like if someone gives me a map, I'm just going to be annoyed and I don't want to do it. And then I'm not going to pay attention to the lesson that it is. And I love that you said that we don't check it on our strong friends and we really don't. Mm -hmm. And often I find that I find that I'm the strong person for a lot of my friends. And I appreciate that. I really do. But I think sometimes it's I almost have to I've come into a place where I just cut myself off at some point. I've told Lenky about this to say that no, I'm not going to answer this text. I will answer you when I answer you because I need to be alone. I need my alone time. I'm very much a solitary person. And I love that, you know, in your podcast, especially in the very first episode, I listened to how you said that it was so important for someone to not only be in their power, but also... Be in their peace, if I can put it that way, like in your own solitude and know how to be alone, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is something that a lot of people know how to do.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree. It's difficult
1: to face yourself sometimes.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's so true. And it's Mm. interesting, even dating, right? Sometimes you're dating and dating and dating and then you get to a place where you break up and oftentimes you date again. But what sometimes what you need is to just pause and it's so tough sometimes to reclaim like even before you reclaim just to recenter yourself so you can reconnect with yourself. Like so Mm -hmm. much has happened from the Lolita I am today than the Lolita I was even a month ago. Mm -hmm. So even just to just sit down, sleep, like how about rest? How about grab Mm -hmm. a journal that starts from today? Um, and just start writing, you know, Mm. how about figuring out like, okay, within this month, I'm going to do two new things. And you don't even have to say what the two new things are right away, just to Mm. declare in general, I'm going to do two new things this month, and then determine what those are and do them. Like allow yourself Mm. to, I, I often say, unleash the endless possibilities within you. Because there's so many things within us that we just haven't, you know, tapped as of yet they're unleashed. They want to be unleashed, but they're untapped. And sometimes it's in that darkness that they sit because we're walking the way we walk every day on this kind of pace. And I call it complacency Mm -hmm. and complacency is not always bad, but sometimes it's just the I am of today. But what if you're destined for more? Mm. when are you going to allow yourself to see that well first you have to be still first you have to pause and want it right yeah oh
0: yeah I'm just like I'm taking it all in I'm writing down <laughs> on my I'm taking it all No, in.
1: definitely because Linky is such a big <laughs> affirmation person and I'm like
0: yes get it get it here's
1: some stuff I found on Pinterest take it
2: yes, <laughs> yes. you know I often say this I leap because my faith and my strengths have a wings that will protect my fall. Mm-hmm. And we've got to know it, believe it, and trust it. Like my faith and my strengths, they have wings that are going to protect me when I fall, when I leap, because I will fall. Like, here's the thing. You are going to fall. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. now that you know that, like, you know that. So since you know that, what's going to protect you when you fall? Your faith, hands down for me, and your yeah. strengths, because they are yours, uniquely yours. And so mm. when I wrote my 40 deck of affirmation cards, it was literally what I say to myself to build myself and to be intentional on how I walk, talk, and behave. And mm. I'm telling you, that rediscovery for me came at 40 years old. Yeah. 40. I woke up. It's wow. like, oh my gosh, I, my lenses are clear. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I love that you have different...
0: Um, can I call them platforms that you share your knowledge? I mean, you've got a book, you've got the cards, you've got your podcast. Why did you choose to have all these channels? I mean, most people just stick with one and they, you know, keep going with that. And so what what, what brought you to having all of these spaces in which you excel actually?
2: Oh, thank you. So I'll tell you the story. It's kind of interesting. Well, I think it is. So I'll tell you since you asked. Um... I was doing coaching first, right? Coaching is is where my passion was. I'd come up with a program and I loved it. I was taking people through it. But what I found with coaching is that in order to stand in front of people first, you sometimes need a product. You have to draw them to the table in order to help them understand what they need and what your value is. This is what I found. So I don't know. It was around this time where all of a sudden I was getting all of these things to be at this booth? Like, do you want to be a vendor here? Do you want to be a vendor there? And I'm like, Oh, but I don't have products. And then I said, Oh, I absolutely know what products I want to have my book. I had already started writing my book. And I said, Okay, I got the book, boom. But then the more and more I talk to people, I'm a firm believer of affirmations. And I forget, it was someone who said to me, Do you have any affirmations? Because you're always saying affirmations. And I was like, absolutely. And I said that and I didn't have affirmations printed, but Mm -hmm. I have affirmations that I say all the time. And I came home and I wrote 40 affirmations because I was 40 years old and that's where the transformation for me Mm -hmm. happened. And Mm -hmm. I remember getting them printed and feeling as though, oh my goodness. So that is how, and naturally, and then I remember I do this strategic plan every year. And I remember saying uh, my mantra is embrace, act and thrive embrace in where you are right now, despite the circumstance, because it doesn't matter the circumstance, act in your strengths and thrive in your greatness. And as I was doing that, everything still falls under that umbrella. So it's all about empowering you to leap beyond where you are today. So that's the long kind of short answer of how the products have developed over time. And as I'm writing my second book, um, it it still is under the same umbrella. So I love it. (laughs)
0: That's so good. That's really good. That's actually inspiring because I know that I have products, as you say, but they're Mm -hmm. sitting, you know, in draft form. They're kind of not coming out. And I think that, like you said, is the fear speaking. And a lot of the time we need to silence that once we've named it and say, Susie, sit down. And, you know, um, Mm -hmm. that way, you know, then you can move forward and make that progress.
2: Yes. You know what? There was a year that I did an affirmation calendar a year. I did that because I wanted an affirmation calendar and I printed it and it sold. It sold out actually. And I didn't do it the next year. And people asked me for it this year. And so towards the end of last year, I said, all right, I'm gonna do this affirmation calendar. It was ready to go to print. And did I print it? No. So January's here. Did I print it? No. And just last week, four people literally wrote me and said, I want to pay for these calendars and I do not see them on your website. And I put in the order. So mm-hmm. there you have it. It's But I say that to you because yes, leap. Yes, push. Because there is someone who needs your products today. So here is your mm-hmm. declaration. Get your products out into the world.
0: <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You see, I love how it
1: takes like a third party to yell at Dinky despite (laughs) everything that I put forward in what's up. I'm just like, just do it. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Having known her as long as I have and sort of like being like, yeah, but you can't do that. You're brilliant. You've started foundation after foundation after it and you've like, let it. I don't understand why you can't do it for yourself. But. (laughs) like so I think I'm I'm really I think I'm just really hopeful like I'm excited to see what she does this year not only as my friend but also as like a person you know especially now because I'm just like wow you're doing so much when I left um high school and I took my my gap year I really realized that a lot of the things that I thought I wanted when I was in school and sort of like looking forward into my life, I didn't want those things. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. I was a very simplistic, minimalistic person, someone who just wanted to be okay, rather than put on a performance every time I left my home. Mm -hmm. And just be okay with myself. And, you know, this comes back to how I'm always fascinated with the degrees people will go to to avoid facing themselves Mm -hmm. and almost like i acknowledge that that is a big challenge i mean there are so many aspects of myself that are ugly and murky and that Mm -hmm. i don't even want to face but i feel like there is almost um a value in looking at those ugly things and almost understanding why they are the way that they are as opposed to running from them i don't know how you Mm -hmm. would feel about that lolita
2: yeah i i totally agree with you I think that it's scary uncovering and rediscovering all of the pieces of you. Mm-hmm. I think that honestly, we put things in a vault, I'm gonna say in a chest and we close it and lock the and lock it up. And I think over time mm-hmm. it gets cobwebs on it. And until we are ready to go back, open up the door that possesses that chest, walk over to it, Wipe off the cobwebs, open it up and pull out the jars and break them and face them. We're running Mm. and there will be something. It might be years, but there will be something that triggers you and forces you back into that place. So you're going to deal with it now or you're going to deal with it later.
1: Mm. And you choose exactly like I, I think it would be it would be fair to say links that like um the chest of just things that we don't want to face as mm-hmm. well as the toolbox that we often refer to on the podcast yeah. need to be in the same space
2: yes so yeah. good that is so mm-hmm. good yes because I think it's just useful to
1: know that you know you as a person are not useless in that sense like it can feel like that definitely and it can feel like it's like oh i don't know what i'm doing no one knows what they're doing right. a lot of the time exactly. <laughs> no one knows what they're doing. but and i think it's just so easy to forget that because of the facades that were shown on social media the prevalence yeah. the idea of what our lives should look like yeah and it really is okay to just be yourself yeah. like whatever version that shows up in and it's obviously it's gonna change actually earlier you reminded me of something that lauren hill said about how you know the, like you said the lolita that you were a month ago is not the lolita you are now and lauren hill was talking i think in one of her un- unplugged sessions about how every time she meets a new person or she even meets people that she knows on a different day she's not the same person mm-hmm. she's almost constantly reintroducing yeah. herself even to her parents yeah So. I just think it's really valuable to almost remember that, that Mm -hmm. you are like a constantly undulating person. You're not just a complete thing. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I firmly believe in are vision boards, right? Mm -hmm. I believe in them, but they go so far beyond the quotes and the beautiful pictures, right? Mm -hmm. It's about the action that goes in it. And I love that you mentioned the fact that our journey is one that we're traveling forever, And so Mm -hmm. although we have a vision, although we have not only a vision, but we then drill that down to our plan and how we're going to achieve that vision, we have got to give ourselves grace. And when I say grace, I mean a little bit of wiggle room, knowing that your journey is absolutely going to have some obstacles on that course. Your journey is going to be have reroutes along the way and it's okay. It's okay to have to leap. It's okay to make a left when you thought you were gonna make a right. It's okay that you didn't get the car that you wanted because on your path to getting the car, you realize that there was, you know, another mode of transportation that was better for you at this point, right? It's okay mm-hmm. to at the end of the year say, I didn't achieve what I actually see on my board, but my journey to get there, I was so successful because, and that is the mm-hmm. beauty when I do visioning events of writing on your board, yes. writing mm-hmm. throughout the year, your wins on your board to the path of that, right? So when, yeah, I remember putting on my board, Um, this is such a sidetrack. Um, I remember one year putting on my board that, um, I didn't know what it was, but it looked like the Apollo. It was just seats, just an audience. Hmm. Seats. Mm-hmm. and from the stage perspective. So I would be standing on the stage looking out at these empty seats. And I didn't know what, I didn't know how, I didn't know. I knew why, cause I wanted to be, to leverage the power of my voice, but I didn't know what it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And I remember sharing it because I believe in the power of your voice. I believe sharing your vision, talking to people about it. And I remember having the opportunity, not that year, the following year I was on a TEDx stage. And that TEDx stage looked, when I tell you, looked exactly like that picture. I posted it somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. It exactly. And I said, it's because you have to talk about your vision. You have to talk to people about what it is you want, because one, you never know who you're speaking to, right? Mm -hmm. And you never know who that person knows. And when you speak it, you move in it, you act in it, you are it. So mm. don't be scared to leverage the power of your voice with your story, because your story is making impacts on someone else.
1: Exactly. You hear that, Link? That book is getting written. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you named it. I was so yeah. happy to just be like, "It's a channel. It's a thing." And now you've named it right now, yeah, live. Exactly. <laughs> exactly because i think what's so important and something that i
1: always remind myself of especially because you know as a young person i think you have you know this pressure on you to sort of be like okay this i'm gonna do this the next step this this this, this and it often reminds me of you know i I kind of say this to my mom sometimes whenever her plans fall apart and i'm like well you do know that old adage about when you make plans god laughs Mm -hmm. and i think the universe almost does the exact same thing it's like guess what um so in, in in a lot of ways like I, I love how you just shared that story because it reminds me of almost my own path and what I'm on and saying that there's there's a variety of different things that I want to do in my life and I have full faith that I will do them even though at times it's like but you know it's just almost reassuring and like a like a big motivational hug that you know yeah. you, you can you, you know you have that person which is Lolita in this case <laughs> attesting to like it's okay like you'll get yeah. there like yeah. you just need to that's what i always say about how i always tell my friends sometimes it's like i understand that you want this thing now but keep it at the back of your mind yeah mm-hmm. and it it's somehow i i cannot figure it out but it always comes to the forefront when you not even least expect it but it almost always comes to the forefront.
2: And what is the worst that will happen if that doesn't happen right now? What's the worst thing that's gonna happen if, for instance, I'll use me, I had declared, I'm big on declarations, I had declared and affirmed that by my grandmother's 90th birthday, which is today, okay? By January Mm 14th of 2021, I will have my second book in her hand. I, I declared that. And it is not the case it is not Mm. in her hand right now as a matter of fact it is still being um written but i had to say to myself Mm. what is the worst thing that is going to happen if you do not have that book in your grandmother's hand right now Mm. the worst thing that can happen is that it's not there right Mm. and i talked to her about it and she's like girl it's okay you still writing it are you still writing it yes and i will get it done and it will be done and it will be done on time for her because that's the reason that I'm writing it, right? You gotta go back to your why. Like, why are you doing this thing? Why is it so important to you? And then what's the worst that's gonna happen if you don't have it right now? And my why this book was so important is because honestly, I wanted my grandmother to be able to read these things. She said to me one day, I love your podcast, but why can't I just read it? Like, I wanna be able to look back at it. How do I do that? Cause on my phone, I can't get it. How do I do it? And I said, "This is the book. It's not just the podcast, but their letters." And so, that's the point. Is what's the worst that's gonna happen? I love that, Um, Abila. I know you have a
0: question. Before we close out, and I have one as well.
1: So, my question, and I just, I love throwing these very, like, you will, everyone who has listened to sort of like our our two big episodes will know that I just, I always come out with like, just, I just always go for the uppercuts when it comes to my questions. (laughs) But my question for you, Lolita, is are you open, especially like sort of in the grander scheme of your life and the things that, you want to achieve for yourself and even for the people around you are you open to failure
2: oh yeah yes Mm -hmm. i am open to failure i believe failure is a necessity in life Mm -hmm. for you to progress i believe failure i mean one i have seen failure (laughs) and i think that Defining it, right? For me, let me define failure for me, just to make sure we're saying the same thing. For me, failure looks like the lack of achieving something that I've wanted in my life. So I could look at failure as my book didn't get published on the timing that I wanted for the reason that I wanted. I could look at it with the lens of I failed. Or I could choose to look at it like, huh? It's not a failure. It definitely is a sidetrack, yeah. but it's not a failure because the worst that can happen is not an ill. Like it's it's not a big deal, mm-hmm. right? For me to mm-hmm. assess, then I could look at failure like, um, I've. I think it's the lens to answer the question. I think it is the lens that you look at what you didn't achieve, right? Mm -hmm. By the time I die on my bucket list, I wanna be Dr. Walker, right? Mm -hmm. I will be Dr. Walker by the time I die. I haven't gotten there yet. Is that a failure? Hmm. Some days I say, yeah, I should be there already because this whole going back to graduate school is not a thing. Like I already have an MBA, I feel like I'm good. But is it a Mm -hmm. failure? No, because I asked myself, what is the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. Is it a goal? Yes. So the point is that, yes, there have been disappointments and things that for a moment I can look at as a failure. And I think that there's lessons in it all. So I believe you will fail and it's, necess- it's necessary to fail
0: mm-hmm.
2: so that you can progress. Wow. I like that. I like your definition of failure as well, because I think a
0: lot of the time we make it... Um, we box it in a way that, and that label doesn't allow us to look to look at it with a different lens. So, I love that. Um, my last question, and it's a two part, is: What advice would you give to your younger self, and what advice would you give to your most successful self?
2: Mm, the advice I'll give to my younger self is: Have fun. Just period. I would give that to my younger self because I think, uh, for a while now, mind you, I always find fun in whatever I'm doing before a while. I was so focused on my career that I would work, 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 sleep, work, 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 maybe eat work, 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 sleep. And when I look back, I say, yes, I progressed very well and successfully within my career, but I could have done the same thing and had more fun. Mm-hmm. So one, I would tell myself, have fun and shake it off a little. Like you don't have to be work all the time in business all the time. So that's that. Um, what was the second one?
0: What would what advice would you give your most
2: successful self? Oh. Um, my most successful self. I would just the advice I would say is To continue to pour into others, right? It would be continue to pour into others because I believe that we leave footprints in the sand and those footprints need to have impact. Like what Mm -hmm. footprints are you leaving in the sand today? And are they going to have, can they, do they have the potential to leave lasting positive impacts on someone else's life such that then they can pour into someone else tomorrow?
1: I love that. <laughs> okay, links. I think it's time to close it out, unfortunately, but definitely having Lolita back on. I think we Yay, should do like a on. series at some point, but we'll talk about <laughs> it at a later <laughs> point where we're not like Elisa's on going to be the- like, oh, it's those girls again. <laughs> <laughs> not <Never>. again. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone... Thank you so much for tuning in we'll be back again soon with another episode but be sure to also check out Lilita's podcast coaching cocktails and conversations she also has a zoom cast on uh, i think it wednesday's we eastern standard
2: time yeah every wednesday yep. eastern uh, standard time
1: And also from our end, remember to like, subscribe and review our podcast. It helps other listeners find us and lets us know how to improve your listening experience. You can also follow us at Sunflower Living Pod on Instagram and like our Facebook page under Sunflower Living Podcast. And we'll be back soon with a new episode. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And a note, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed on this podcast are our own. Our views and the views of any guests on our show cannot be construed as advice or should be used as medical recommendation. If you need help, please consult a licensed medical professional.